Hello, welcome to episode 92 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast, and we have one extra very important host today, and uh, they're going to be actually reviewing a game too. Emily, we're very excited to have you on, but we're also very excited to hear what you thought about a game. We won't talk about it yet, but there is a game that you've been playing and reviewing for us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad to be back and ruining Anton's uh, streaming format. (laughs) Um, for for now four people hosting Um, yeah uh, I will very much not spoil any of the review that will be out separate but I am uh, looking forward to chatting about Immortal Realms Vampire Wars yes very exciting we'll be talking about that soon also we've got lots of other stuff to talk about Uh, in a minute we'll be finding out what we've all been playing Alistair how are you this, uh, this fine evening as we record Oh, wow. Very well, my good man. Thank you very much. That was a very formal way of asking. I'm doing splendidly. Absolutely good. splendidly. Good. Yes, I've been working my way through Courseworks and playing some Super Mario uh, Sunshine. So uh, life is good. I'm happy. How about you, Anton? And, uh, You're sitting there wearing yes. a turtleneck and looking very sophisticated. Oh, why, thank you. Yeah, it's likewise doing very nice. Uh, my computer just flickered frantically in front of us because I, I think we've got too many people, thankfully, very kindly joining us on our uh, Patreon-exclusive Discord <laughs> server, listening along live, which uh, is really exciting. So hello and uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, if you want to join and uh, become one of our Patreon supporters, there are several ways to do that. If you head to nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us, I think we have a new uh, Patreon as well signed up. I don't know if we have that information to hand, but a huge thanks to our new member, Al. We do, yes. Thank you very much to uh, to AJ Hodges, which is how, uh, how they've signed up as. So we have no idea who AJ Hodges is. But uh, either way, thank you very much, AJ Hodges. We really appreciate your support. It genuinely yeah. does mean a lot to us. And it's just exciting when we get new people come to join our community. And It is, and yeah. Come into the... The Discord chat is always a really good place to introduce yourself. Everyone's really friendly. We've got a sort of community going and we do lots of things. Like every month we uh, sort of jump on together on our expansion chat. And uh, we just, the last one we played Among Us, I think we've talked about that on the podcast and that was a lot of fun. But we've done various things like Jackbox games and all sorts. And uh, we've even played Mario Kart at one point. We've even just had a kind of general chit chat. So there's lots of things that we do. There's around eight extra podcasts a month on top of that as well. Um, Anton and I have been busy trying to kind of keep up because we've suddenly got both got very busy recently, Anton, and uh, um, we did manage to catch up. So I think what are we back on to another uh, roundup this week, is it we're doing? Yeah, we've got the roundup this week. Uh, we've just released a new episode of the prequel, which is always a fun one where we chat about some retro games. And then, of course, after this, we'll be rolling on to our last call. Uh, and yeah, the, you know, fun, fun times ahead. Excellent. Glad to hear. And hello to everyone that is listening live. As we mentioned, you, that is one of the benefits. You can come and listen live. And then afterwards, in our last call episode, you can uh, we sort of get a bit more interactive with everyone that's with us in the room. And we really, really do appreciate it. It makes us feel like we have to... I don't know what it is. It sort of like puts the pressure on the performance levels. It's like, you know, it's like the moment uh, sport don't have crowds. Um, and you can imagine what it's like when the crowds come back. They probably feel very much like the NSUKP hosts, I'd imagine. I'm not going to put words in their mouth, but I would imagine so. We, we just they feel like we can make ourselves look pretty for once. I mean, we're all wearing so much makeup, you wouldn't believe it. 
<laughs> I mean, to be perfectly honest, um, I am slightly covered in mud because I was um, moving things in the garden today, but then I got called in to do a last-minute radio show and I've literally just got here. So I went with mud. I've got two odd socks on. I'm a mess today, but I'm okay with that. That's how I'm rolling uh, in 2020 and I'm not the only one. But right, let's talk about what we've been playing this week because um, there's a few of us on uh today and i want to make sure that we get around everyone so al first of all what have you been playing this week have you had time i know you're studying you're being a mature <laughs> an immature, immature I would say, student, student. <laughs> uh, but uh, what have you uh, what have you been playing you know, i can tell you i've literally played half an hour of switch because there was what night was it friday night my other half decided oh, she was absolutely knackered and went to bed really early and it, i thought well what can i do right i'll do a bit more uni work so i did some uni work i got to 11 o'clock at night and thought i'm still awake but i'm not doing any more work I was like, I'll go be useful. So I then went downstairs and ironed some clothes, cleaned the cooker, did a whole of chores, and then got to a quarter to midnight. It was about, about 10 to midnight and thought, 10 to midnight, I'm still awake. I've kind of done things. I, I've earned a bit of time for myself. I'll play Mario Sunshine. So I played Mario Sunshine until about quarter past 12 and then went to bed. <laughs> well, fair, fair. Um, the, the way that that makes me feel so lazy and like very much more immature because I prioritize gaming on my Switch like, very much more than my uni work right now, which is terrible. <laughs> given that it's and the way it like should assignment be. The crunch time. Be, I mean, way. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm feeling better given how much you've been talking about your games, Mike, and how many games you've been buying. So, like, I'm kind of okay with what I, where I'm at right now. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely like doing nowhere near as much productivity as Al is right now. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, Al has. To be fair, you have a good excuse at the moment, and we'll let you off with that, but only for a short time. We need to see. Uh, I need to set you some challenges, some gaming challenges. So we'll, well, we'll, we'll you know, what the great thing is, that. I've discovered I've got something like six weeks off at Christmas because I think I should have my last coursework in on something like the fifteenth of December, but I'm hoping to have it in before that. My right. next classes isn't until the eighteenth of January. I'm basically Ooh, gaming for a time. month or a bit more. <laughs> so that's a lot of gaming I'm planning getting done. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, Emily, what have you had time to play recently since we la- I mean, since we last spoke, I'd imagine there are many games that you've played, but what highlights have you had, apart from the one we're going to talk about later, obviously? Yeah, yeah many, many, many games. I have uh, been very much in the past couple of days prioritising Hyrule Warriors. The being yes. a chief Zelda fan, Hyrule Warriors has taken up an obscene amount of my time. It's a massive okay. game. Um, Let's it, talk yeah. that because I really want to hear about Hyrule Warriors because play, playing the demo, obviously we don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but how has it, as a fan, as the biggest fan out of all of us, how has it been for you? Because the hype has been real. Yeah, I mean, it, especially when it came out of nowhere. We got the trailer for the Breath of the Wild sequel nearly 18 months ago. It was June last year. And then Koei Tecmo and Eiji Onuma brought Hyrule Warriors out and gave us about, what was it, like two or three months notice saying, here's another game. It's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. And we were like, what? Does th- what does this mean? And then th- we got the demo, which was way bigger than we were expecting, um, which I think I think if anyone else had played the demo would be probably really pleased with, and I think a lot of other people were really amazed too. Um, but yeah, Hyrule Warriors full game is massive. There is a lot to play through. The story is really impeccable. Um, they did a really good job of making it, um, you know, kind of tie in. There are there's a lot to kind of connect, and obviously with prequels, it's always difficult making a prequel after 
a, a game has come out because you have to yeah. make sure the story connects all together. But yeah, it's definitely as a Warriors game much better than the first Hyrule Warriors as a prequel to Breath of the yeah. Wild. Really, really detailed and really great. Yeah, I love it. It's it's great. I think what they've done really well is is they've given it so much context in the universe, and and it feels like you're really ready to learn something new almost about what the whole story is. And and I think in a lot of ways, there's a lot they can learn for Breath of the Wild two in storytelling. Because I think with Breath of the Wild one, it's it's amazing. But as someone that maybe comes into it and doesn't know the sort of folklore and the history as well as other people, you do sometimes feel a bit like okay, we're what's happening where are we going okay right i get it but with this one it feels like they explained it even just the demo the cutscenes are great it's really it feels like a storybook it's just it's a really nice way of telling the story that's my impression of it anyway yeah i mean the the two things where breath of the world fell were the dungeons that obviously weren't the same as any other zelda game and the storytelling because it was all in memories and not kind of large cutscenes they were quite small um yeah, Hyrule Warriors kind of just throws that out the window and it's like we're gonna we're gonna go back to basics and tell this like a proper narrative. Um which I think was really important, especially when you've got a prequel that is really kind of complex and deals with a lot of tying in and new additions that obviously weren't in the game before that have to like fit in somewhere. So like they really did a good job of making this story really clean. Excellent. Well, I am even more annoyed that I need to find more time to play it now. So that's going to be added to my list of ever-growing games that I've never got to. But I'll come on to that in a second, because Anton, what have you been playing? Oh, uh, certainly not Age of Calamity, but I think I do need to. I've been playing actually a decent amount, um, having picked up the one of the new next-gen consoles. And ironically, best game of the lot has been the new Tetris effect. We need that really? on Switch. It is stunning. It was like having a, an outer body experience. Um, wow. I, I don't know what it was like. You just zone into it. So as soon as that comes to Switch, must buy. But I've been playing some other stuff that is Switch adjacent. I played Doom Eternal, which we're still waiting on that port. Yeah. Coming so, digital only, apparently. Yeah. Which I must say, Doom Eternal is so much better than the first Doom. At like Doom 2016, where that was just Doom but HD. This feels like Mario Bros but is a first person shooter that's super gory it surprisingly plays like a platformer it's very video gamey as a first person shooter like they have flame like spinning flame blocks there's platforming you have a triple jump you have a dash it plays like Celeste it's really unshooter like so that's been fabulous Uh, also played Demon Tilt which is a kind of pin like bullet hell pinball game which it looks insane, looks lovely, very, you know, it's a pinball game that embraces it's a pinball game, and I was loving it. Uh, did like, you know, a couple rounds of the, the first level, and then I was like, okay, let's move on to the next one. And it was just one pinball table. Uh, and then I looked out on the Switch, and it was like seventeen ninety nine. I'm like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um, so that's a really good game that costs way too much. Uh, and then some Lonely Mountains Downhill, which is... Oh uh, yeah fantastic game which whenever it's on sale highly recommend it because it is such a good zen game to play it like let's say like 11 o'clock at night when you're just kind of excellent not one to wake yourself up but I, i've been playing a <laughs> bunch or some other stuff but that's probably the the main highlights mike i think 
Excellent. Um, I've also been fairly busy, but mostly with buying. I think we were talking about this before we started recording, <laughs> that I have this absolute obsession with just buying games. And um, little tip for you, if you're like me and you just like buying stuff to feel good about yourself, whether you're happy to celebrate or sad to make you feel better... Then seek therapy. Uh, <laughs> then go to <laughs> nintendo.co.uk first before you do anything sensible like that and um, and if you order, if you go to the all games and then you order by discount you can get the, the most discounted games and what I do is I open one tab for reviews and one tab for the discounts um, so I have a bunch of games that I've bought and I'm not going to go through them all but let's just say there's a lot um, by the way if you own there's certain games that you own I think Para what's that game that I talked about the other week that I haven't played yet um, Para Paradox no not Paradox it's the sort of real video um like vhs 90s vibe one anton that we've talked yeah about. i um, i can picture the image on my head um it costs like three pounds 74 because i was oh, looking at buying go. it myself paratopic paratopic that's the one if you own <laughs> if you own paratopic you can get sniper hunter scope right now for free which i discovered today um and if you own a bunch of other games you'll get 90 percent off so it's worth checking it out it's s.n.i.p.e.r. hunter scope and it's about 13.99 usually so i've picked up um i picked up loads of other games i'm not gonna go through them all because we'll be here forever but i have been playing more jenny leclue which i'm still really loving i'm about three quarters of the way through now it's about 12 to 15 hour experience um just a brilliant brilliant game i don't think it's on sale anymore sadly but it's um it's well worth it if you ever get on sale again get it um but interestingly i also bought um a physical copy of uh, uh ai the somnium files which is a such a great kind of visual novel with interactive moments um, and I'm really excited to play that and the other one that I bought Phil two other ones <laughs> This is, this is a problem. <laughs> two, other games, <laughs> two other games that I bought physically. Um, I bought the new Need for Speed and I got it from our deal that we talked about in Roundup after saying to Anton, Anton, you're going to go and jump at this deal. You didn't buy it and yeah. I did because I was like, I've got a, I've, I want a decent racer and um, it was 20 quid from Amazon Italy delivered for the brand new Need for Speed which is the, the same price as it is on the other consoles right now because it's been remastered on all of them. Um, gets good reviews. Looking forward to playing it. Um, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And then the last one is I managed on Facebook Marketplace to get a nearly new copy of Astral Chain for £15, which is another brilliantly reviewed game. So, yeah, do, I need more do you, hours do you ever use coupons in real life, Mike? Oh, I'm a Are complete you? couponer. Like, I'm one of those people that cuts up. Oops, hit the microphone. This excitement's You're getting too excited. much. <laughs> You're talking about coupons, Emily. Um, I cut them up and I have them all in folders for January and February. And then, yeah, I'm one of those. Um, next question is: Do should we just get you a shopping simulator game to keep you <laughs> oh, distracted oh, to save your bank account? Can we just do it that? It might be a good idea. It may be a good idea. Maybe we should make one. Anything oh, well, to do you stop just remember? This? <laughs> it was like a couple years back. Game two years in a row. They did a shopping simulator where it was like they did. It was like Goat Simulator. Yeah, you exactly. Just like threw around. That was really fun. Yeah, I think it was free as well. So everybody, give that a wee gander. It was like game shopping simulator on Boxing Day or something. The only other person, awesome. the only other person that I know that buys more games than me is Leona, who, um, who we'll be hearing from a little bit later in our uh, uh, indie corner, but uh, and who will be on last call for our Patreons as well. But uh, Leona, I think, has like double the amount of games that I have, and that's just the ones that she's honest about 
because let's face it, there's probably many more uh, hidden there. I don't know what game she's hiding. I don't know why she'd be hiding games. But anyway, uh, right, let's let's move on uh, and talk about games that are coming out, just in case I want to buy some. It's time for this week's news. Tell us what people want to know. First up, uh, amicable. Animal, which is a great name for a company, announces Solus 128 for the Nintendo Switch. It's a new rhythm-based pub- uh, p- puzzler with vector graphics. It's coming out in 2021. Um, yeah, I had a look at this. The vector thing kind of caught my attention, Anton. For some reason, you were the other person that I thought of when I saw this, of thinking, I think Anton might be quite into this. Yeah, you know, it, it likely took the mini game from Spider-Man PS4 and then made an entire game, which, to be honest... Uh, I'm not like I'm not against. It looks like some dumb, simple fun, and and you know I, I'm vibing with it. It's kind of weird that a game this simple got unveiled so early, but you know each their own. Hopefully, it's a, a fun tale, Al. Yeah, I, I, it's weird. It's, when I saw this, I thought, "Wow, it's like if Daft Punk made a video game, this would be the video game they'd make." I mean, it's just synth rhymes all the way through, but there's something incredibly appealing about it. It seems so calming and soothing and happy despite the fact at the same time looks really high stress but there's this little line that just moves slightly forward with the beat to it's cool and it moves around you've got to move a mirror line gets a little bit longer move a mirror line gets a bit longer and it's just each level is like feeding into the next level so it's just one continuous stream and it just looks very cathartic and i really really want to go give this a go (laughs) emily how do you feel about it I mean, given Al's description, my first thought was, this is rhythm-based snake, right? Like, (laughs) are we just, like, going through... I mean, yeah, it's like, or uh, just dance, but you don't have to move, which is honestly a really good selling point for me. Like, the Mm -hmm. rhythm-based games are really fun as long as I can sit down the whole time. Maybe I'm just lazy (laughs) or maybe I'm smart. Rhythm games are good for me unless I have to dance because then that inflicts it on everyone else seeing my dancing. That's my issue. Uh, you know, I, I love this. For somebody listening that hasn't seen this, they've got part Spider-Man, part Daft Punk, part Snake, part Just Dance, and that's the video game we've described. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it is, I like like all of you, I like the look of this. And at first, it might be something that you might brush over. I think if you saw it in the eShop, you might not look at it more in more detail. But go and have a look at some gameplay. It's probably the biggest suggestion I would say is go and check out what it's looking like because it does look a lot of fun. And it, it's simple, but it's clever. I think it's clever. Um, another game that is, again, simple but clever and might actually get me into roguelikes is, uh, and remember, there is a difference between roguelikes and roguelites. That's an Anton question in a moment. Dolores Entertainment have announced in celebration of violence for the Nintendo Switch is a top-down roguelike with plenty of gore and large swords coming out on the 26th of November. Unfortunately, Anton, I might be more inclined had this been a roguelite because as far as I remember from your explanation, roguelites are the more um, sort of approachable ones of the two. Am I right? You are correct. So roguelites have some progress overall over the long term such as maybe every time you die you become a little bit stronger and I'm similar to yourself Mike where you know it looks really fun and I love the big swords and the the kind of gore but also I'm kind of a baby and uh, I'm like impervious to becoming better or learning how to play video games so this is a a slight challenge for myself Emily (laughs) Can I clarify baby is in like tantrum baby of like not getting better at games (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, you know, I have the, the gaming capacity of a three-year-old, basically. I'm not mm. very good at video games yep. overall. <laughs> yeah. I, I can second that for anyone else um, listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I definitely prefer getting better at games. I can live with a lack of progression, but I definitely... I'm, I'm probably going to sit with everyone else on this one and prefer to power through, to, to have an end goal. Um, Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Yeah, I, that's the, that's the problem with this, Al, isn't it? And you know, I think that we all like the look of this, but is this just above our kind of <laughs> level of uh, what's the We're word? We're not smart enough. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, let's just go with that. Small We're not smart enough, man. all right? <laughs> Small brain I guy. I, I feel like, given the fact that we're presenters in a gaming show, I should be more positive, but the, the phrase that's coming to mind is, dear God, not more rogue light or likes. Just either of them. I'm so fed up with them. There's so many of them, and I'm so I bad know, at them that I'm, I'm just... Worn I down love the weird. gore in this, though. The I gore. love the gore. See, right now, as much as I've said that I'm so fed up with this kind of game, because I am, I'm so fed up. In case I haven't made that clear, so fed up. No more of them. Done. <laughs> Give us something new. Are you fed up with this kind of game? Just a little bit, Mike. But at the same time, its visuals are kind of cool, they're kind of cute, and there's one teeny tiny aspect of the visuals that weirdly has fascinated me. If you watch the trailer, or the game or gameplay of it, you're kind of looking down into these worlds and dungeons, and they occasionally have like a little pillar but the little pillar will go all the way up to infinity right up to the screen. And just whatever that's doing is just blowing my mind. It is such a simple little visual trick, but it's unique. I've never seen a game do what that game does. And I'm just, I kind of want to watch the trailer on repeat just to watch these little pillars moving around the screen. Cause there's, would it be well, enough to, to, to make you buy it though? No, no, <laughs> but then it's not done its job. It just needs no, to be a little watching bit this trailer more over and over again. So I'm not YouTube. sure. I'm not sure the point of the trailer is to make you watch the trailer over and over again. I think it's I'm to buy the game. Because, I mean, I'm sure it's a very good game. I'm just, in case I haven't said it, so fed up of rogue-like slash lights. Mm. Well, this one is out this week. It's coming out at the end of the week. And if you want to check it out and you do like rogue-likes or rogue-lights and you like gore and large swords, um, then it's out in a few days' time. It's called In Celebration of Violence. This next game. Now, I don't really know how to start this conversation, but Game Factory have announced Celebrity Life for Nintendo Switch. It's a simulator build money and maintain your image to eventually become the most famous celebrity in the world. Don't be forgotten. It's coming out in 2022, which seems very previous. It's a long time away. Um, but my favourite part of this, watching the trailer, is that in one of the parts of the trailer, you can sabotage other celebrities, such as Britney Pears, uh, Brad Petit, or Amy Abrams. Um, and I just kind of love that. And it looks so 
weird and awful that it might just become my favourite game of 2022. Al, I'm going to come to you first. Oh, there's also Eddie Mercury. I've just come to another part of the trailer that I'd missed. And I have to say that Eddie Mercury is now my favourite. Um, Al, um, what are your thoughts on I, this? I should hate this. In principle, I should hate this game. The whole concept of it is just awful. But the execution of it just looks so good. Because it's not just... It's not like one of these boring simulators where it's like just managing stuff. There's a whole kind of story to hear. So you, you're just going by the trailer. Your celebrity gets famous. Your celebrity gets drug problems and drink problems, has fights with people, gets in car accidents, has massive PR disasters, and you get to live all the way through it. It looks amazing. It should I mean, be. Emily, is, be this, <laughs> is this the new Sims? Well, I think the best thing is... is we were just talking about the game shop simulator and I think they're the best kind of simulators, the ones that don't take simulation seriously. So I think maybe this is probably the next best step for real life simulation. And I think I think it's great. I maybe maybe this will be your game to stop you buying more games, Mike. Uh, uh, do you know the thing is right so I, when I saw this I went oh no what uh, ooh, ah, oh I quite like this um, Anton I might be suckered in here yeah you know it's that kind of thing where it treads a very thin line between uh, being so like so over the top and glamorising of that lifestyle but also so kind of passionate Pashising it, making fun of it, um, which I, I can't tell if it's trying to be serious and then falling short, or if it's actually going for a little bit of a cheese. It, it looks like some dumb fun. Ho- hopefully, it holds up, and uh, you know they could maybe get some commentary in there about society or something. Do a GTA yeah. Five. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is. It is coming out in twenty twenty two, so you have a bit of time before you have to decide. Uh, next up, big news: a PlayStation Five game is coming to the Nintendo Switch. It's <laughs> from Jupiter, and it's Pick. S5. Um, it's basically more Picross. Now, the thing is, there's actually a sale on these games oh, at the moment. What's wrong, Al? Um, it's not PlayStation 5, it's PS5. What, what would I not call it the PlayStation 5? Because it's not a PlayStation 5 game, Mike. It's PS5. What's the difference? Oh, Alistair's put his foot down. I like that. PS or PlayStation? What does it matter? Did you call it the PlayStation 2? I did. Did you call it the PS2? No. <laughs> well, sometimes mind, it. Mike. I don't get it. It's fine. Move on. Oh, Picross S5. Right, get you. It's not to do with the ah, PS5. There we I thought you were doing some sort of joke, Anton, in the notes to say that we've big news. We've got a PS5 oh. game that's coming to the Switch. Yeah, that was Picross. kind of the joke. It's fine. I'm used to this. I mean, this is this is a common thing. Last week it was innuendo. This week it's me not understanding that PS5 means Picross S5, not PlayStation 5. Sorry, I thought you were trying oh, to argue love, with me. Like, I love you so much. Oh, I, oh, I thought you were trying to argue with me that the new Sony console, we weren't allowed to call it a PlayStation. And I'm thinking, have I missed something here? Like, what is happening? Anyway, back to the game. Um, on, on the plus side, the Picross games are on sale right now. The other ones, or they certainly were a few days ago. I saw them. And um, actually, before you knock these games, they're actually very, very fun games to play late at night. If you like a game of Picross, then there's a lot to, to choose from. I, I see great reviews on these games. Emily, would you be seen playing a Picross game on your way on a train somewhere? Not right now, because of COVID, but like generally. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I'd, they're, they're great fun. It's relaxing. It's chill. Are the ones on sale, though, are they PS1 through 4? <laughs> They're the PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. 
Oh, I'm just not happening. It's just not happening for me today. I'm going to check that, actually. Uh, Anton, what about you? Are you a, a Picross yeah, it's, fan? Yeah, it's interesting where I'm kind of wondering, I'm like, are people, like, because there's other Picross games that aren't, like, the S series. Like, there's a, like, normal series of Picross games. There's Picross games going back to the Game Boy. <clears throat> are people running out of Picross? There's always been tons of it. But, you know what? Uh, more the merrier, uh, and it made for a good meme. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alistair, uh, will you be buying a PS5 or will you be buying PS5? You know what? Uh, every time a Picross game comes out on the Switch, I always go, what is Picross? I don't understand. <laughs> every single time, without fail. And I'm still looking at the trailer for this game, still going, what is that? I don't understand. I'm more likely to buy a PlayStation 5 than I am to buy a Picross. <clears throat> That yeah, I, I I don't know. I think I probably would go. For That's because it's a video game, Mike. You guaranteed to buy. It. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. You you buy old man dating simulator, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, well, you need later yeah. daters alone. That is a later good game. Daters, daters. and the song. Ha- have you? Mm. Oh, the song is. I. It's an actual bop. By the way, um, Emily, have you played the new chapters yet of Later Daters? I have yet to buy and or play the new chapters but they're definitely on my list i buy a fraction of the games that you do mike so i'll have to prioritize <laughs> the certain ones age of calamity came first unfortunately but yeah so i definitely will be because it does look very exciting tell me about it are there new this new content well like, i've what? yes it's it continues off where you from where you <laughs> left off in your story but of course what i'm going to do when i go because i bought it but i haven't played it yet i'm going to go back to the start and redo the whole thing yeah. because, mm. but it's genuinely good. Later Daters is a genuinely um, it's it's not just good; it's also really well written. And so, as much mm-hmm. as we kind of you know give it criticism for being a daft concept, actually, it's really well written and it's one of the most kind of it's very it's just inclusive of everything. It's got so much in there that the other really games are hearted too. Yeah, like completely. it's it's just sweet, and you like you yeah. feel good playing it. Like a lot of games now, you just like you play. But like this has like obviously you know it's a dating simulator so there's the emotional investment to it and you you leave the game or like you finish the first chapter and you feel good but you also feel really annoyed yeah. that you have to like get the next chapter um but yeah it's and there's really tough, sweet tough decisions tough decisions and there's a cat in it and it's just it's just you know go and play it. it's well it's a really well done game the cat in itself is worth the presumably it still just boils down to yay i got an old man laid no, exactly. You say that, but no, it's actually mu- like a genuinely much more in depth than that. So I'm going to say, take your uh, take your skepticism hat off and have a go. Okay, thank you very much. Removed. Uh, next up, Fun Selector have announced um, not Bow Selector. They've announced Absolute Drift Zen Edition for the Nintendo Switch. It's a top-down drifting game, and it's coming out on the third of December. A little bit different art sort of art style. This one, uh, top-down, obviously is the kind of the big the big thing in it. The emphasis on drift has got a real drift drag kind of line when you dr- sort of drift, which I quite like. Um, and it's all about driving sideways. Um, I quite like the art of this Anton I'm not sure gameplay is what it's all going to be about though right yeah you know it it looks fun and I, I get the the feeling it's going for because I, I know sometimes I'll you know put on let's say like a Forza or a Burnout like if I'm kind of tired and I'll just drive around the, the world and just drift around and uh, pass time like that so I get that kind of just chill you know it can be relaxing to just drive around and do nonsense 
But there's so many games where you can do that and have another game on top of it. Um, but I, I know people are quite beloved of this title. Um, so, you know, it's exciting to see on the Switch. Hopefully there's enough content to make you want to kind of go for it and to, to keep you coming back, Emily. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for for me, it was always um, Simpsons Hit and Run. That was my relaxation <laughs> driving game. Um, it's still mine. Br- I've got it bring sitting a there. Port, bring it to Switch. Oh, um, I know. But yeah, I agree. It, you definitely run the risk of making a mini game and that being your whole game. And that's that's kind of unfortunate, you know, the way that like games have kind of we've gotten to a point where like, oh, is that it? Is that all? That's that's my game, um, and then you yeah. lose interest. But like you know, that's unfortunate. It's the way of the world. Um, other point is the the title. The, whenever I think of Drift now, especially when it's about Switch, I just think about my Joy Cons, the notorious <laughs> Joy Con Drift. Uh, it's been tainted. <laughs> yeah, it well, is. there is that. There is it. that. And, and Al, you've had the experience of the Joy-Con drift, but will you be drifting deliberately by buying this game? Oh, good God, I want this game so badly. It is just <laughs> beautiful. Oh, my God, I have, I have... I can't remember the last time I saw a game that I thought looked so attractive and just drew me in so much. Genuinely, I'm not kidding. This is probably my favourite game that I have seen in a very long time. It's been kicking in for five years. It came out in 2015. It's ancient, this game. They're just finally bringing it to Switch. but And it gets really good reviews. It's like 90% on Steam and it gets cracking reviews on every platform it's ever been on. But it looks so calming and so zen and I just want to drive my car top down <laughs> sideways in this beautiful calming isometric land with the beautiful music hitting little red boxes as I go oh my god I want it so bad so well, bad you don't, you so don't have to you don't have to wait too long um, but yeah I think you should maybe turn that into some actual poetry I think that would do quite well I think the, the developers would love it if no one else uh, next up Square Enix have announced Neo The World Ends With You for the Switch it's a modern action JRPG it's the follow up of course to The World Ends With You um, which is really exciting I know that a lot of people have been waiting for a follow up to this game for a long time it's a it's a very much a cult classic the original um, it is released as an enhanced version for the Switch and I I love a JRPG anyway but I like the look of this I think this looks really good there's a trailer out now it just looks like a very vibrant JRPG to be honest but the art style is good um, Emily what's your thoughts on this one? Will I need to play the first one? And I'm going to assume that's a, that's a yes right? Well I don't that's know a, I, I, I'm not <laughs> sure I, it's a good question though Fair <laughs> I mean because that's my other thing it's like I find JRPGs very daunting there's like a lot because you have to like it just seems all very new I sound so old um, <laughs> all these fuddy duddy JRPGs that I don't understand all the youngins <laughs> playing them um, I think it's probably the They're one great. game the one type of game that I I probably can't get behind unfortunately what about anyone okay. else uh, Anton, mm, what about you? Because I would have thought it's um, an interesting one where you know I think it's one I'm more tempted towards because I know compared to a lot of the big Square Enix RPGs, it is one that kind of you can get the first game slightly cheaper. But overall, as a, a title, it is really symbolizes what I love about the Switch, where you know the DS was one of the best selling consoles of all time, and it had this game as an exclusive, and you know it flopped. Uh, and then they released it again on the Switch, exact same box art, so it wasn't even like they marketed it any better. But, you know, it managed to get a new lease on life here, and now it's got an 
anime on the way. It's got a sequel for the first time. And this was a franchise that you would have thought was dead in the water. So it's yeah. really lovely to see it's getting a, a new lease on life. And I'm really hoping they can push it a little bit further. You know, graphically, it looks to have a bit of elements from, like, say, Persona. Uh, it looks a lot more contemporary, whereas the original Kelp had, you know, a sort of flash gamey setic. This one mm. looks to be pushing it a lot further, Al. Yeah, I mean, it looks, for want of a better word, fabulous. <laughs> I mean, it's very much a kind of comic book style. The whole thing is drawn like a comic book. It runs like a comic book. This characters are straight into a comic book. But it's all believably, I don't know how to describe it, believably 3D, but without looking real in any way. It's just been very, very well done from a visual point of view. Um, yeah. Well worth checking the trailer if you've not seen it before, because it's it's just really interesting. Um, There's, we obviously can't speak to the gameplay yet, but I suspect no. it will probably be a solid successor to its um, older predecessor there's a game <laughs> to the last game there's a there's a game out on the switch called dusk diver which has very similar visuals um and i've played that and i enjoyed that it's um dusk diver you always felt they could detail it more it was like really well done but especially the city scenes in the trailer of this one um it's the same as that kind of vibe but it seems to be much more detailed which i think is really nice so if they can get that detail right and there's lots of interaction and all that kind of stuff then um yeah i think it's got a real it's got a real um, chance of, of doing well. So that's a bit of good news. Uh, looking forward to seeing that coming out. And uh, 2021, we have to wait till then. Next up, uh, Gelato Pique has unveiled a Japanese range of Tom Nook loungewear. Who's going to be buying some Tom Nook loungewear? I'm looking at you, Anton, and I'm looking at you, Emily, because I think you are Animal Crossingers. Oh, yes. Uh, all, yeah. of, all the 530 hours of Animal Crossing is going to make me want to buy all the furniture um, in real life, too. Like, why not? If only I had an unlimited or limited magical storage where I could store all the furniture that I buy and then replace all the time. But yeah, absolutely. I I love when games do, like, really nice... Or, like, companies do really nice merch. I know furniture is a bit of a stretch for merch, but, like, it, if it looks good, it then it's a good selling point you know what i mean like i i love it well you're 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 in luck emily because uh, by loungewear it's actual like pajamas and oh slippers God, yes. uh, well, the slippers are even better gorgeous they're like uh, they're like fluffy and it's tom nook's face they have a jumper and again it's like you know when you go in like shops and they have the pillows and you just feel them and you're like oh my god that's amazing yes. it's like that but a jumper <laughs> I can't believe I made the PS5 mistake and like <laughs> <laughs> only this, we're not this, mean to this you really mean to like. yeah exactly <laughs> perfect but yeah I mean loungewear even better I can be comfy yeah. and it's less expensive <laughs> you know, I love loungewear but like Obviously, I don't play the game, so for me and Al, I mean, I, I, I it probably looks would so still. cute though. It, it is does, gorgeous. of course, and and I'm in for that, but like, I just don't play the game, so I need to get on it because yeah, I just don't know if I can. With all those other games I talked about buying, how on earth am I yeah, going to play? Yeah, the last thing you can afford is any more time towards like a giant game like Animal Crossing. You got to take it exactly. easy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I can. But we can picture Mike in a fluffy sort of Tom Nook onesie, which is what I think I'm, is in. What I'm looking at at the moment. <laughs> I'm in. I've had many onesies in my lifetime, and I will have many more. Next up, Lego announced a brand new wave of Lego Super Mario sets and levels. Uh, Alistair, going to come to you because you are our Legoer, <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I saw I saw some of these and thought they they look kind of fun. Uh, up your street? Nope. 
Now, now <laughs> I think we've covered generally my perspective on the Nintendo Lego. I'm thoroughly disappointed by it. I mean, some of it is getting slightly cooler, and there's some sets out there that do look kind of interesting, but the whole... In fact, you know what? The one thing I dislike about it is actually Mario with himself. If they got rid of the yeah. stupid gimmick that is Mario with that flicky box thing on his tummy and just made a normal little Mario minifigure and some little levels, actually, the whole thing would be really cool and I would love it and buy it. But that stupid little Mario toy, which is not Lego, just annoys me and it can just get to insert a square word that's here. That's part of the gimmick, Al, isn't it? Is that they made it into a game as opposed to, like this is Lego that you can create with, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be Lego you play with, but just that's not what people that play with Lego, it's not adults, it's, not, it's yeah. not what I want. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll pass on that one then. Um, I'm going to fire through the next few bits of news because we still have quite a lot to get through and I'm aware um, that we uh, we want to fit in as much as we can. So what I might do is just come to uh, certain people on certain ones of these just because there are certain items like this one where I know where to come to. So next up, Nintendo has announced and released a brand new Animal Crossing update. This adds Turkey Day, Toy Day, Home Storage Limit Upgrade, Visiting Random Islands and Dreams, uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp Collaboration, New Seasonal Items, New Reactions and New Hairstyles. Emily, I'll come to you first. I've got to say, I genuinely feel disappointed that I am not in the Animal Crossing world because it just looks so much fun. And the fact that there are so many updates, there are so many things coming all the time, it just makes people want to stay. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the only reason I stopped playing was for Age of Calamity. Uh, Otherwise, I would be constantly in Animal Crossing. And, like, this update was perfect you know getting a, a lot of new reactions one of the big things was we could sit down as there was a sit down reaction and all of your villagers sit um so you could sit next to them and it'd be really sweet and you take loads of photos um the other yeah there's just so much content and like the the probably the biggest thing was the new hairstyles that are a lot more inclusive for um any uh black gamers who have you know textured hair um, so that was a really nice addition that I think was was very much welcomed. Good. Are they listening to feedback, Anton? Is that what why we're getting these things? Yeah. Or is it just that they're just kind of just very good at actually continuing to update and add new elements? I, I think it's a, a bit of both. You know, getting some more inclusive hairstyles is absolutely fantastic. Um, and as well as that, there are some slight quality of life updates, which Previously, a lot of them have just been new features. So, you know, the thing like the storage limit upgrade is something people have been asking for a while. Uh, and my God, this game at Christmas season looks adorable. I, I am so excited. The snowmen, the, the little wee Christmas hats, the I outfits. I I'm so I, jealous. I'm, it's nice for myself as I, I'll maybe play it maybe one, like a couple times a month now. Like I've kind of tapered off. But it's nice that every time I can come back to it, it's like a brand new game. It is really exciting. Mm-hmm. They've been doing fantastic with the, the updates. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got a new pair of NES trainers from Puma. I'm always into uh, anything. Oh, and I had Homer Simpson Converse. So, I mean, let's just start at that starting point. Um, Alistair, uh, will, you be, will you be showing off a new pair of... Uh, Lego, Lego. What am I talking about? Puma and Nes <laughs> trainers. When you uh, when you go online with your fellow students, I'm, I'm just going to say, yeah, sure. <laughs> In all honesty, probably not. But I'm not the target market. They're cool, though. I mean, I like I like the fact that there's all these random pieces of crossover merch coming out at the moment, which make no sense whatsoever. 
why why not it's it's a fun thing so yeah go for it you know it just okay. kind of makes me wish they would bring back the the nintendo fans collaboration from years back because yeah, that that was good looking they were some good fans um yeah. they were so nice let's like, talk about the double record, standard they weren't for like ford though. transits around like that they were trainers Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> right, okay, got you. Yes, now with not you. driving vans. Um, <laughs> the double standard, though, with the uh, Animal Crossing loungewear, um, not oh, wanting yeah. to buy that, but then wanting to buy trainers. Mm. Totally agree, totally agree. <laughs> uh, right, next up, uh, Nintendo start, have started their 2020 holiday marketing campaign. There's adverts featuring Brie Larson, and Brie Larson loves to be in the Animal Crossing one specifically, but um, Brie Larson is is a, a gamer and very much into Animal Crossing. And Aquafina, I have no idea who Aquafina is and what that is, but what what's an Aquafina, Anton? Uh, they, uh, they're a rapper, they do SNL, okay. um, very funny Or maybe do funny know Aquafina then. They've done a, a, the odd song here there. I don't think they have like a, a big album push, but they've done some fairly big, you know, 10 to 20 million views of video cool. s- singles. So, uh, do some well, I'm, I'm definitely more interested now that I hear they're behind the, the, the marketing campaign <laughs> for Nintendo uh, and SNL, which is always good. Uh, Emily, uh, probably a positive thing. I was saying last week that there's so many Nintendo-related adverts at the moment and Nintendo are really pushing it and it feels like the holiday marketing campaign is going to be ramped up even more than ever this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of interested to see why they're doing it like i love the the celebrity endorsements and everything is great but the questions for like is this holiday push a way to dampen any rumors about switch pro and i think Mm. that's probably a much bigger question do we think that it's gonna happen no it's just because they've got to compete with xbox and playstation with a new console actually yeah no that's a good point yeah yeah I don't know. In my I don't opinion, think, anyway. I don't think we'll see a pro for a little while. Um, you know what? But I think it will Fingers crossed. <laughs> With these adverts, they're, they're both fine. I had to go and Google who they both were because I don't know people. But what I find most exciting when I looked up these adverts on, I think it was Nintendo Life, they referenced sort of old Nintendo adverts that had celebrities in them. And I realized Patrick Stewart did one, which I totally missed the first time. That is amazing. Missed. Awesome. Please <laughs> send me Patrick Stewart oh, doing yeah, that. He's, he's sitting in a theater playing the Switch. brain training on his DS. And it's the amazing. final frontier. Sorry. Oh, anyway, he's, he's got um, really bad tash. <laughs> I'm going to Google that. That is, sounds fabulous. Okay, going to fly through some of these. Next up, I'm coming to you on this one, Anton, because I don't know what it means. The new GPD Win 3 looks familiar. Yes, it's, um, you know, GPD, they do a bunch of microcomputers. They basically made a Nintendo Switch, but the screen slides up, you have a full keyboard, and it's a full Windows computer. It can play uh, Sekiro, which is a, a notorious, um, like, hard-to-run game at, like, full 60 frames per second. You could basically play any PC game you could want. It's really impressive, the performance of it right now. And, you know, it's basically a a Nintendo Switch out. It's looking pretty good. That is, it does. It looks very switchy, doesn't it? Just slightly more angular, a little bit more silvery, but pretty much a Nintendo Switch. But the horsepower in that thing is impressive. Very impressive. Just wait for the lawsuits from Nintendo. Yeah, that's it. And the pro and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move on. The Big House, the longest running major Smash tournament in the US, has received a cease and desist order from Nintendo of America. I mean, they like doing that, Nintendo, to be fair, due to the use of Slippy Online to allow players to play online and remotely. I think we 
talked briefly about this, Anton. Did we mention something like this about a loophole they'd found find they'd found to play, but oh. then got in trouble for it? Or did we? Was that this not was the- uh, we've chatted previously about them uh, Nintendo ordering, or rather uh, the emulator going around that had their online taken down because they were offering right, it yes. to patrons. Yep. Uh, basically, in this interest uh, instance, um, Smash uh, Super Smash Bros. Uh, Melee is still one of the most popular games for esports, uh, and it's a GameCube title. Now, with the current world situation, obviously we can't do that. Their major annual worldwide competition, so mm-hmm. their alternative for it was to do it via remotely, where you basically plug your GameCube into the internet and it kind of bypasses everything. Uh, Nintendo were quite crossed about that, so they have uh, put down Surprise. the ban hammer. Um, they've said, you know what, we're going to ruin everything. <laughs> Stupid Nintendo. Oh, how it are you is. feeling about this, Emily? Because you're, you're, you're in the, the Smash world, aren't you? Yeah, to an extent. I'm definitely not a competitive player. I'd have to get much better before I do any of that. But yeah, it's really interesting I the way that... Like... Do we... Can we not just hold off on things? Like, be patient. Let's just not do tournaments. Like, are we that desperate? And I totally get... Nintendo's perspective of like ban boom um, but like also it's a really old game we could just like we could let them do it but then also is it that important to do can we just like take a break and wait till things blow over and get back to it in person yeah. like there are big questions um, about it yeah. and I, I guess I, I... Nintendo haven't really talked about their reasoning have they yeah, well, also, I think it's... I mean, they'd like to do this anyway, Nintendo, but I think you're right. I think that there are so many bigger things happening right now on both sides that you can see why mm-hmm. this really is a kind of a bit of a non... You know, you can see it from both perspectives. I have to say, I do think they could just kind of let it slide, given it's an old game, but hey. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit more about Hyrule Warriors. I'm going to come to you, Emily, again, because obviously you're the one that's been playing it. So the Swiss box art for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity... Uh, has three different logos in French, Italian, and German, which makes sense in the sense that it's the languages of the the country, but it is it looks very different, which is quite interesting. I wonder if that will become a rarity. And then also on top of that, um, the uh, the launch was three hundred twenty four percent bigger than Breath of the Wild. Uh, so yeah, um, Anton, maybe I have to just clarify with what that means exactly in terms of bigger. Does that mean in terms of numbers of people's yeah. interest, or is that? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Hyrule Warrior, Warriors: Age of Calamity has literally just sold three hundred and twenty-four percent more copies than Breath of the Wild, which is kind of like an its launch week, which is kind of mm. remarkable when you consider that that was going across two consoles, and you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people were buying that because that was the only game on the Switch. So, um, you know, it's it's great to see that you know, despite being a spin-off, this game still managed to. Pick up plenty of sales, Emily. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that was the. It was the one big draw card was the that you're getting the people who love uh, the Warriors games, um, and you're getting all the people who love either Breath of the Wild or Legend of Zelda, and were really displeased with the first Hyrule Warriors. Ugh. Hyrule Warriors. So you're getting like two camps of like people who really want to buy this game, and I think especially because. We're waiting for ages for the sequel, um, and we were given just about no notice for this game. We're like, boom, here's a demo, 
here's the game. Um, so like, I think definitely people are really ready for this game. Yeah. And also, I guess you could say too that there's a lot more confidence in the console and the platform than the early days of the Switch. And also, just imagine what this means for Breath of the Wild 2 uh, in terms of numbers. It really does just show how much... I think it's going to be massive, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah. I think it's going to be kind of almost record-breaking. You want to add something to it, Al? I was going to say, it's not, it doesn't really surprise me that it's actually sold as well as it has, but simply because when Breath of the Wild came out, there were, I don't know, how many Switches in the wild out there, and probably not many people bought it on the Switches Wii U, the I guess. World. So very, very few Switches, whereas this one, there's a huge install base of Switches now, and a huge number of people wanting to buy the game. So yeah, 324%. Sounds about right. I mean, I might have guessed yeah. 323, but close enough. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Fast becoming one game to high rule them all. Next up, uh, we have uh, just very briefly on Doom Eternal. Sorry, the dad jokes are back. Uh, Doom Eternal, we mentioned this just right at the start of the show, but it's going to be digital only. Um, I don't want to talk about this for too long because I think we're all disappointed in that because we all like to have the physical option. Uh, it's great it's coming to the Switch. It's it's just a game, Anton, that's been so delayed. And and obviously you've, you've played it now and you're kind of, you know, if you've not played it, I think what you're saying is, if it's a good port, go play it anyway. Yeah, if you absolutely. Can. To be honest, I'm kind of surprised that they're they're baller like they're they're going digital only because the original Doom 2016 came out on the Switch in like 2017 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to be honest, I, I think the fact that it's been so delayed shouldn't really affect the fact that it's digital only. I'm kind of hoping that maybe I guess like in four months or however long it is now, well maybe six months they do like a game of the year edition with all the DLC and that could be a physical mm. thing, uh, but the game itself being digital only, uh, you know I, I think we'll we'll sadly live with it Al. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We haven't got much choice, I'm not going to complain about it too much it's a shame, but meh. Uh, next up, we have found out this week, it was revealed by Reed Pop's Christopher Dring, that the 13, that's the X, I, uh, Roman numerals 13, has uh, remake is sold so badly, but that's because they turned it into Fortnite, that in the last week, uh, more people have bought the original than the remake, because more people have looked at it and gone, <laughs> I don't want to play Fortnite, I want to play 13. <laughs> um, it, it's a real shame, and they are going to fix it, to be fair to them. You know, the, the developers have said they're going to try and get that fixed, and they made a mistake, they've held their hands up. And, um yeah, I really hope they fix it by the time it comes to the Switch, though, Anton. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's kind of remarkable. I don't even know how you find out that people have bought more copies of the original, um, and how many people have consoles ready to go 12, to play them. To Twelve instead of ten. That's what yeah. it sounds like. It's uh, it's madness, but you know, you know, power to the original. It's truly yeah. a classic by that margin. Yeah, absolutely. But they do need to fix the new version. Um, We talked about that, so we're going to move on. This one is a really interesting story I want to talk about. Uh, Nintendo have banned some Twitch streamers in Australia, New Zealand and Japan. Now, Leona, who is going to be reviewing a game, and you're going to hear her review in just a few moments, uh, she's got a Twitch channel, Leona Levels. And I think this is really interesting because it's just a very interesting take. And it's classic Nintendo but I feel really sorry for the streamers in this, unless there were specific guidelines to say a certain time and date. Uh, So Nintendo have banned Twitch streamers in Australia, New Zealand and Japan for playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity early, despite the game officially being out in their region. So that's the difficulty here. Now, I don't know whether Nintendo have said, look, this is the date and the time worldwide that you must adhere to. Either way, the game is out. I mean, c- 
cut them a little bit of slack. I mean, this seems a little harsh. Um, uh, Anton, what's your thoughts? Sorry, Al. Anton, what do you think? Oh, um, yeah, it's just kind of madness. It's, uh, it's kind of amazing how talented Nintendo are at making games and then they do business decisions and it seems like, you know, it's like they give it like 1% of their brain. It's like dedicated to doing business decisions <laughs> really poorly and then they just focus entirely on games because they just... They just fumble so many little things like this. It's so bizarre, Al. Yeah. It is It is bonkers. It just blows my mind. How can they possibly think they can stop someone from streaming something that is legitimately out there? You can go to a shop, buy, play. Entire countries can do the same thing. How can they think you can ban someone from playing on Twitch? I mean, it's insanity. Yeah. I mean, te- insanity. Te- technically, I guess there are all sorts of dodgy um, kind of... <sighs> It's a minefield, the whole streaming thing anyway. It's a difficult one. But the thing is, it is known and it is accepted and it's it's a whole part of the gaming community and it's a huge part of the gaming community and it p- makes people buy the game. This is what I don't understand, Emily, is that it makes people actually buy the game. <laughs> yeah, like you definitely, you you incentivize people to to want to play it. And I don't get how Nintendo stays afloat. They make some bad decisions, like big bad decisions, like financially or with with consoles. Like we saw how bad the Wii U did, but then they still make stupid decisions like this and like really ruin, like I guess streaming as like a culture for for gamers. And they're still they're still here. I it's mind-boggling and I, I don't understand they must just be really lucky I don't know what gods are looking out for them as a company but they managed to do it yeah. they shouldn't get away with it but they managed to do it well there we are next up just final bit of news before we move on SanDisk have announced a 512 uh, gigabyte Animal Crossing themed memory card for 165 I have a 512 gigabyte SanDisk memory card in my switch and have filled quite a lot of it um but my 512 gig memory card i paid 40 pounds for um on a sale in on amazon and 160 pounds it doesn't have a little tom nook leaf on it how will you how will you know your (laughs) animal crossing save is safe on it it could they could just delete it it's not approved for tom nook (laughs) <laughs> it's insane an actual an unbranded not unbranded but a SanDisk memory card 512 gig is currently from them from them direct is £99 yeah. I'm looking at an, a Samsung equivalent which is just as good a brand 64 quid. why? why are they charging £160 for a little yellow memory card? why? <laughs> I would like to pay the I'll pay like £2 in paint and paint the card myself to make it look exactly like the Animal yeah. Crossing themed one, and that's enough for me. It reminds me of the the Vita era when everything, all the memory cards were like seven thousand pounds. <laughs> the console uh, was like see, I, I, I want to get like a gaming PC, but with my Switch, I'm just going to cut out a little window, and it's like acrylic, so you can see inside your Switch to show that you have the real memory card. You're a real Animal Crossing player. <laughs> That's the thing is you don't even see the cards. <laughs> you don't like, even look at what's the point. Switch Lite. Switch Lite. I think it's 32 yeah. gigabyte. So you're getting 32 gigabytes of storage and the whole Switch Lite for less than the cost of that memory card. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. Anyway, we're going to move on because we've got a, we're actually we've got a lot to fit in still. So let's move on to this week's uh, reviews. And first of all, we are going to hear our indie corner review from Leona. Remember, you can go and uh, watch Leona's streaming at. Twitch, uh, Leona Levels on Twitch. Did I do that right? I think I did. <laughs> For some reason, Twitch and Switch in my head. I'm starting to get them confused. Ah! Um, but yes, you can. And um, uh, Leona has reviewed a game called Phobia. Or Phobia. Uh, Leona's going to tell us more about the game. Phobia is a 2D puzzle platformer that's been out on the Switch for a little while now. It seems to have taken inspiration from games like Limbo, which I like, so why not give this one a try? Well, unfortunately, I almost wish I hadn't. You play as a girl in a red riding hood style coat, walking through a barren forest type area, jumping over obstacles and the occasional puzzle. There is no dialogue nor any words of any kind in this story, just you and some walking. Phobia describes itself in many ways. Firstly, they say it's a game about a little girl overcoming her fears, but honestly, I wouldn't have known that were it not in the description. They've attempted to do the silent but meaningful storytelling, but attempt is a pretty strong word here, as there really isn't any storytelling at all. There are a few enemies like a crow or a wolf that might represent some sort of fear, but there really isn't anything to it at all. And there's nothing scary about it. Al could easily play this game in the dark and be absolutely fine. The only fear that comes out of this game is my newly found ludectrophobia, aka the fear of playing video games. Yes, I'm terrified of wasting my time on one like this again. It's not really even very fun. In fact, I was pretty bored and felt relieved when it ended after about 30 minutes. And those 30 minutes were spent mostly battling with the game's physics. Another one of the store page's descriptions of Phobia is that it's a hard platformer. And in a way, I guess they were correct. <laughs> because I died quite a bit, but not because the puzzles themselves were difficult. There were only a couple of them and they were pretty basic at best, but because the physics were just a mess. My character quite often just got stuck on nothing. It's a pretty frustrating experience, especially as it's a game of trial and error. There's no instruction or environmental storytelling to teach you how things work, so it's really just about trying and dying until you can drag yourself through the broken physics. It feels like this game is just a tech demo that didn't go anywhere. There's almost no sound design. There's some lacklustre music, but that's about it. Which is really an important part of the type of game that I think they wanted to make. The more cinematic, deep, meaningful type of platformer. And yet they just didn't bother at all. This was made even worse by the fact that there are really only a couple of puzzles in the game. You spend a lot of it just walking, maybe occasionally jumping over a small pit, but walking through the same bland environment with the same assets. It's like a much more boring version of an old Scooby-Doo car where they run through a hallway passing all the same things, except if Scooby walked out one mile a day and felt like you were dragging him through some tar. This game is currently £9 or about $10 on the eShop and it's not worth it in my opinion. It really isn't even worth a couple of pounds as a mobile game. I usually try not to get annoyed in reviews for you guys and I do feel bad for the developers here, but I think asking for nearly £10 for this game is really far too much when it feels like such a lacklustre effort to capitalise on the success of games like Limbo. There are so many other games worth that money and so from me it's a just don't bother okay Al, i think it's safe to say that leona is not a fan of the game i don't know i mean she was she was really sitting on the fence of that one she i wish she would just tell us what she actually thought of it really <laughs> what, what a shame i mean that's that's not a good game is it <laughs> i mean you know? Ant, anton are you going to rush out and buy this because oh, i actually did see this and i thought oh it's on sale <laughs> yeah really it's it. um 
it's, it's kind of a shame you know ben, we, we had such a, a good game uh, uh, the low, last indie corner with Bendy and the ink machine we, we have been betra- mm. you know or rather Leona has been betrayed uh, by uh, what digital games have brought her it's quite a shame <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame that it, you know, because in theory, the art style and the look of it, it looks like it should be good. It looks like it should work, but it just doesn't. So, yeah, maybe avoid that one. Um, and we're very sorry for the for the um, the developers, but that's, you know, we've got to be honest. And <laughs> I think it looks nice, but unfortunately, the rest of it doesn't seem to work. Emily, will you be rushing out to buy Phobia? I'm, I'm actually just glad I wasn't Leona and had to play it. <laughs> All right, well, one one game that you have been playing, though, Emily, and you've been reviewing for us, and we got a review copy, we should say that, um, from the developers, is Immortal Realms Vampire Wars. Now, a little bit of a different one. It's kind of got turn-based stuff and management and some card game elements in there. How did you get on with it, Emily? So I, as a gamer hate tutorials and I love to just dive straight into campaigns or stories or whatever um, if anyone who plays this game please play the tutorial it is a complex game um, it's a it's a pretty good game um, but it's there's a lot to worry about you're right so there's things like uh, management it's kind of it's, so it's set in like two different play styles you've got like a tabletop type empire management um with lots of other things that you also have to manage like your blood levels because you play as vampires um and you play also like turn-based uh fire emblem-esque chess combat like with your troops that you have um so you like switch between these two things and it's it's a a pretty good like chunky game uh it's 34.99 on the eShop. um on face value i was like that seems a bit steep, but kind of the more I played it, the more I kind of realized that there is a lot to play through. Um, so it's a pretty good game. I recommend be patient with the loading times is my only warning because <laughs> it's a, it's the switch can't handle it too well. Yeah. My concern with it was, I suppose with a lot of these games and I'm, um, reviewing commandos Two HD, the remaster that's, uh, that the same developers have been dealing with. And that's a game that's got a great history. My concern, and this was Al's concern that he brought up in the podcast was the switch version. Was it too fiddly? Was it too much of a kind of a problem to sort of see what you were doing with things? Cause everything's so reduced in size, certainly handheld. Yeah, definitely. So you, you do have the ability to zoom in. You, I think that's with the right um, uh, Joy-Con stick. Um, so you can kind of see what you're doing a little bit better. It isn't visually too exceptional, um, especially given the loading times. So I would have been you know, expecting a little bit better from the game if I was having to wait so long for it to load. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some, sometimes it can be a bit fiddly. Um, controls are fairly intuitive, I have to admit. But yeah, it's sometimes you just get a bit let down and you have to be really patient with it um, getting into playing it, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, so, just so we're going to get a full review, aren't we? We're going to put that out as a, as a sample yes, of podcast, full review. which should be in your feeds Excellent. in the near future, yeah. I hope. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, we'll get that and we'll get the other one that uh, James did for us recently as well onto the feed just for those that have missed it on YouTube. But in the meantime, if you head to YouTube, it's uh, 
Uh, NSUKP, Anton, on YouTube? Uh, oh, it's a, a miscellaneous string of numbers that YouTube assigns us. But uh, if you just search <laughs> for the Nintendo Switch UK podcast, we do have a review of Tropical 6. Uh, yep. I'm going to try and pressure Mike into giving us a, a game collection tour one day in the future. Oh, I don't know no. if that will happen. <laughs> uh, it's a 45-minute video. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're hoping to do some more stuff over there. Um, I think yeah. the first review came out quite well, so do let us know what you yeah. think of that one, and we'll implement it in some of the, the future videos. Yes, and of course, we'll... Uh, we also get our, uh, our regular reviews from Leona that we that you just heard one of phobia there, which we should probably not talk any more about. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to this week's rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... Okay, we have a few rumours to get through before we get into the quiz, so we're going to fly through these. There's one that I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, first of all, according to Persona Central, several Asian retailers have created listings for an English version of... Well, there's two. <laughs> Persona 5S, the Phantom Strikers. Um... So, uh, Anton, this listing, what, what do we know? Um, you know, it's kind of amazing. So it's we're getting there's we're getting an English version of this game, but right. going off of what we know from the Atlas shareholders is they're not planning a Western release, just an English release. So that's where we're at right now with the rumor mill of getting a persona game for the Switch in the West. Right, so this is the sc- this is the <laughs> scramble game that we were told we were getting anyway, right? Yeah, this is uh, the one made by uh, Toy Tecmo. So this is basically the Warrior Cell one. So right, that's what you I know. Thought. It's Persona in name and lore. It will be English. We'll have to import it so far, unless they do just surprise announce that a Western one. We're slowly mm. getting there. One okay, day we will well, have Persona on Switch. <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've given in Emily now and just bought Persona Five on the PlayStation Three because it was actually a PlayStation Three release, even though it was only released a few years ago, uh, twenty seventeen, I think it was. So I actually gone and bought it anyway because I couldn't wait any longer, um, and I cannot wait to dive in properly because I love pers- the Persona universe. Persona Five is just it's just a great game, and I cannot wait to play it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not the news that we really want. We want Persona 5 or Persona 4 Golden or whatever. But um, yeah, it's it's a nice little addition, I guess. We can't really complain, can we? I guess not. I mean, my first introduction to Persona was Smash Ultimate. And that's probably because we didn't really get any Persona games on Switch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'd probably be with you, Mike. Probably just get it while I can on something at least um, so that I can play it, unfortunately. Absolutely. Uh, This next rumour is the one I'm excited about, Al, and I am very excited about this. Capcom hack has leaked the existence of the Great Ace Attorney collection for Nintendo Switch and a new game codenamed Guillotine due for release on the Switch in February. I am so excited. If we can get this uh, Great Ace Attorney trilogy, which is the the ones that weren't released over here as a pack in English for the Switch. I'll be so happy. I have the first one, uh, the first trilogy, and it's one of my favourite all-time games. I love it. I just, everything about it is perfect for me. I just love the whole thing. Phoenix Wright is... Ah! Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, 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 can, t- I yes, can tell please. you're very excited about this. In fact, I think if, mm. we, were to, if we were to do an, an analogy of how excited you were, I don't know if anybody ever used to watch the old Top Gear with the, the fat men and the young man and they're you know Clarkson Hammond all that lot when James yeah. May got very excited a certain part of his anatomy used to go apparently busy I think if you wow. were James May you're a certain bit of your anatomy would be feeling busy 
right now. Well, my my ears are tingling right now, so it is possible. <laughs> but you know, I was thinking I, um, of that exact analogy, Alistair, when you met. You are you getting very excited for absolute drift. So you know, I, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> well, um, the innuendos were supposed yeah, to be exactly. Last week. We're, Can we're, we keep them in last week? We're a week, week off. Please? We're a week off. Um, but. Um, just to add to this, this is how obsessed I am with, Ace, Ace, with um, the Ace Attorney concept. In fact, I can't speak is the first thing. But the second thing is that I actually have the Ace Attorney trilogy, the original trilogy on the Switch that I imported from Japan because you can play it in English, even though it's a Japan. So I have the Japan sleeve and everything, but it's it, you can choose English when you start it and play the games. So you can't get a physical of it, but you just have to import it. So there we are. Yeah, but it, overall, it is even as a, a non Ace Attorney fan, exciting to see these games come along because they're, if I'm not mistaken, Mike, the later 3DS entries. So that's you know, right, yeah. A lot more like the the foundation they have for doing a remake is much stronger than they had with remaking the original trilogy. So uh, fingers crossed for you, it's going to be a, a good port and a, a good remake overall. Yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to remember. Did they, I don't know if they actually did they even release it over here, or was it not just in Japan? I, I don't remember whether or not it actually got a release over here or not, but maybe it did. I don't know. But either way, it doesn't matter because if it comes to the Switch, it'll be a much you know it's going to be a, a huge thing, and and they should release the other trilogy in English uh, as well. Uh, it is in English, but they should release a Western version of it because I think it'd be popular as much as um, you know people like me have just gone and got the Japan one. Uh, final rumor this week: uh, there has been a Capcom leak, and we mentioned that game, but other games included in the leak include Resident Evil Outrage uh, Q4 2021, Dragon's Dogma 2, interesting Q2 2022, uh, Street Fighter 6 Mega Man Match. Resident Evil 4 Remake uh, Onimusha New Work Monster Hunter 6 Resident Evil Apocalypse Super Street Fighter 6 Final Fight Remake Power Stone Remake Ultra Street Fighter 6 Captain Commando (laughs) Resident Evil Hank (laughs) They love Resident Evil games I mean I love Resident Evil games as well I think Resident Evil 5 weirdly is my favourite even though 4 is the classic I just loved 5 and I know not people many people did I just thought it was great but um, 6 is good but uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine most of them are probably quite likely, Anton. Um, yeah, you know, the uh, out of uh, all of the stuff that was leaked from Capcom, uh, Great uh, great Attorney Collection and uh, the Ace Attorney Guillotine Untitled Game, that's something. Mm. Uh, those are confirmed for Switch, but all of these ones don't have consoles associated with them. Um, right. I think your your Monster Hunter and your Resident Evil will, will definitely be PS4. Kind of PlayStation and Xbox exclusives, uh, but a bunch of the other ones I, I seem quite possible. Power Stone seems like a likely contender. Captain Commando. I love the idea of whatever Resident Evil Hank is. I don't know who Hank is, but <laughs> I love that title. Who is, who is Hank? Al? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. I'm, I'm intrigued if we're going to get the uh, Onimusha game mm-hmm. on Switch. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Emily, anything in there that tickles your fancy? Yeah, Mega Man uh, Match. I, I want to know how do you? Oh, is it, is it, I get it. It's is Mega, it Mega Man. Man Match, or is it Mega Man Match? I read it as Mega Man <laughs> Match, and I was like, "What do we match men? Like, what is it in a mega way?" It's a dating yeah, simulator. Like, like, right, it's, so. me- it's Mega Man. Of course, it is. I'm looking. We bring Phoenix Wright, all the Resident Evil characters. Um, all the like monster hunter men and we bring them into a dating simulator yay (laughs) I just genuinely I'm looking at that going because I've made a face Uh, people on the stream would have seen it I went make a man match (laughs) 
Um, but I genuinely thought it was actually kind of disappointed as Mega Man and not Mega Man match, to be perfectly honest. Um, oh, well, while we're on the, the talking point of Capcom games, there is a fantastic franchise that was only on the 3GS. had two sequels uh, called, I think it was Project X or something. And right. it was like the Avengers, but with every Capcom character and a bunch of Zega ones and a bunch oh, of nice. throwbacks. So it had like everything from like Mega Man, Streets of Rage, Sonic, and like Alex Kidd. It's fantastic. It's like a strategy RPG. Really bizarre title. If we get on the oh. Switch, I'm just going to like flip my desk. It's going to be great. I'm in for it. I'm glad that's what you said. <laughs> right. I'm going to move on to this week's <laughs> quiz. I have so many questions. Okay, slightly different because we have three competitors and I have two games which I'm going to give you some clues for and then after that um, we are going to give you the, or I'm going to give you the title of a game and you've got to give me what year it came out without Googling it, obviously. Uh, Emily, this is a slightly different challenge because you are up against not only the legendary Anton but also the mediocre Alistair, so... <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm more than mediocre. I'm so pleased that I've been banned as um, mediocre. Actually, that makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Okay, are, that. are we ready? No. First Indeed. to shout, and I don't care if there's a delay or whatever on 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 their stream because we're just gonna. I'm just going with who I hear shout, first. Shout, let it all out. Yes, exactly. And remember, one guess per, per clue. This is an action-based media franchise created by a Finnish entertainment company. Angry Birds. Oh, Al, you've won! What? You're kidding me. <laughs> it's Angry Birds. I was going to go on. I was going to go on to say that it's wow. a series inspired by Crush the Castle. Uh, the game has been praised by for its successful combination of fun gameplay, comical style, and low prices. Popularity led to lots of spin-offs, and then I was going to mention movies and stuff. But well done, Al. You're Thank you. Silly. I am awesome. I win everything and best. I'm leaving it there. I'm retiring undefeated. Yeah, I, there, there is still time for you not to win this. So let's move on to game number two. This is a first-person shooter released in the year 2000. Perfect Dark. Yes! You are kidding me. Seriously? No, it's Perfect Dark. <laughs> I was going to go on to wow. say it developed, developed by Rare and released, released for the N64. Follows Joanna Dark. Well, I wasn't going to say that because I would have given it away. Follows someone called Joanna, an agent of the Carrington Institute Research Centre as she attempts to stop an extraterrestrial conspiracy by rival corporation Datadyne. Uh, yeah, well done. I can't um, believe I guessed both of those straight away. That What? what it, am I living in a parallel universe? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what is going on. Yeah. It must be the positive influence of Emily. Dream reality. Uh, okay, I think from last now on, one. every episode, I need to drink a glass of red wine. <laughs> last one. I'm gonna... the, the... Oh, shut up. When you go. Yeah, be quiet. Stop gloating. <laughs> Nobody likes a gloat. Um, right, let's talk about uh, the final game, and I'm going to give you the title of a game. This is where we give you a slightly weird title of a game. You've got to tell me what year it came out. So I'm going to let... I'm going to let Al guess first because he's won this game tonight, which is unbelievable. Um, but we're going to let Al go first. That'll give you both slightly more, hopefully, of an advantage. Well, it doesn't really, but it means you can guess either side of it. Okay, the game tonight is called EastEnders. <laughs> okay, that's helpful. Um, right, EastEnders. When well, they may have made a game of that. I'm going to guess that was probably mid-90s. So I may as well go slap bang in the 90s and go 1995. Anton. Oh, um, 
that's a, that's a tough one. Um, you know what? I'll go 2011. Okay, uh, Emily. I'm going to go a little in between. Um, 2006. Okay. All right, in this game, you play a nondescript person on the corner of Albert Square and you have to do odd, pointless jobs for the resident of Albert Square. However, these tasks are never explained, described, thought out or checked for bugs. Uh, (laughs) Worse still, it was a full-price cash-in, so anyone that's a fan of the show that bought the game had to stump up a fair bit of cash uh, and then weep over the travesty of a game. That's how it's described. Um, This game, believe it or not, was released in 1987. (laughs) Congratulations, clean sweep, Al. What was it on? Yeah, Al's I'm speechless. Won. I don't know what to say. This has never happened before, ever, ever. This this has also been called um, one of the worst ever games for the ZX Spectrum. So it's worth checking out the gameplay just simply for that. It really is shockingly bad and makes no sense whatsoever. Um, so yes, Easton. I mean, it really wow. is. I'm looking at the gameplay footage now, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, That's I can make amazing. a better game. That is. That is. I, I'm going to need to do my Muppet dance. Now, this is not going to work so much for the people listening to the podcast, but for we've got a lot of people sitting in the Discord today watching us. Well, so for your benefit, I'm going to do my Muppet mm-hmm. dance. I'm so happy. Right. I mean, oh yes, okay, right now, yeah. Okay, Muppet okay. dance. I have erased that from my memory. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologise on behalf. I mean, it does what it says on the tin. It, you looked exactly like a Muppet Owl. <laughs> Muppet that's Owl, I think, true. is a good name. That's how happy I am right Forget now. Forget Mediocre Owl. Yeah. It's Muppet, Muppet Owl. Owl now. But hey, it's winning Owl. Three, three to the mm. nil to the nil. Well done, Alistair. I'm very impressed and shocked, to be honest. Don't worry, it will never happen again. Mm. Well, there we are. First guess on each of the first two as well. Uh, that is it. Uh, thank thank you very much, Emily, for coming to join us. And I know I know you always oh, know what you're letting you. yourself in for when you decide to, to join us. But uh, I, d- I don't think after, after this quiz, I didn't. So I have no expectations for the next time. Um, I have no idea what to expect. Yeah, it's it's been it's always fun. It's always fun. And listen, by the way, if you want to, um, it is. If you want to find out more about being a subscriber, nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us. Any final words, Anton? Yes, and if you want to connect to us on any of the social media platforms, aka Twitter and Facebook, it is at nsuk podcasts uh, uh, very lovely there and of course if you want to send uh, Alistair a nice little wee email uh, you can get in contact at podcast at nsukp.co.uk yes anything else Al to add to that no I think Anton put that beautifully Aww, well, in, that, in that case that is it we will <laughs> we'll see you again soon goodbye <laughs> bye bye au revoir <laughs>